0: got to testify come up in the spot looking extra fly for the day i die i'm a touch the sky got to testify come up in the spot looking extra fly for the day i die i'm a touch the sky today we find out who touches the sky and reaches the dream of becoming F1 world champion We know that it's either man's first, be it Felipe Massa, the spunky and likable Brazilian with almost seven seasons under his belt, or Britain's phenom, Lewis Hamilton, the software racer who seems to possess Senna levels of talent. Hamilton brings a seven-point advantage to Massa's home turf, a place where Ferrari is strong, and Massa is complemented by a stronger support in Kimi Raikkonen. The Finnish driver proved last week his willingness to play ball for the team. Kovalainen may be equally willing, but we're afraid not equally capable. But Hamilton is Hamilton after all, and anything better than a sixth place finish is a guaranteed trophy. Can he keep his cool? Will luck be with him? Will Lewis Hamilton become world champion? We find out now. This is the F1 show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 41 for coverage of the 2008 season finale, the Brazilian Grand Prix. I'm
1: Robin Warner. And I'm Jim Lau and there's so much to talk about I can't tell you anything without giving it away so let's get right into it.
0: In what can only be described as indescribable, Felipe Massa and Lewis Hamilton take the 2008 championship not just to the last race or even the last lap, but to the second to last corner of the last lap and it was toyota driver timo clock of all people that decided who would be champion massa had to have a stunning performance to even have a chance and he delivered massa takes pole position claims fastest lap and wins the brazilian grand prix this coupled with kimi raikkonen's strong third place finish allowed ferrari to clinch the constructors world championship but that wasn't enough Lewis Hamilton finished fifth in the race and wins the 2008 Formula One World Championship. Hooray, Lewis! In a drama-filled Brazilian race, bookended with rain and trainloads of unconditional support by tens of thousands of Massa countrymen, Ferrari did everything in its power to win the championship for Felipe. And with three laps to go, as Sebastian pedaled past Hamilton for fifth place, it looked as though they just might. With one lap to go, Hamilton was losing ground to Vettel, and he looked all but certain to repeat last year's championship result. But with only a few quarters to go, Timo Glock simply couldn't keep pace with his dry tires on an increasingly wet track. This gave Lewis Hamilton just enough time to pass and regain fifth place at the checkered flag and win the title. No one could have predicted such a nail-biting outcome. In fact, it wasn't until after Massa crossed the checkered flag that anyone he found out. It was an unbelievable end to an incredible season of a truly fantastic
1: sport, Jim. Wow, wow. Exactly. I mean, that's that's really uh, wow because it came down, like you said, not just in the last race. The, I mean, the last corners of the last lap, and actually the Ferrari guys were already celebrating. Everyone in Massa's garage was hooray, you know, they crossed the checkered flag. He'd done it because Massa was that point, in sixth place was on the in last sixth. lap. Yeah, and uh, and. And they were tied on points, but Massa had more wins, so he would have won just by a hair. And uh, and then it, but wait a minute, it's not over yet. And uh, just from from Hamilton's point of view as well, um, you know, he knew once Vettel got past him um, that he uh, well, first what got him into the situation was it started to rain late in the race, and uh, and so everyone had to pit uh, again. Al- almost it, everyone um, had to pit for for wet weather tires, and that was one of those gambles where you know. It can go so wrong if you stay on dry weather tires, which we saw it do for the Toyotas.
0: In fact, it was everyone but the Toyotas that went to wet.
1: Yeah, because they, at that point, had had very little to lose. I think uh, Glock was in seventh spot, and by not pitting, they say, hey, there's supposed to be rain, but we're not sure, so we'll stay out. You know, Maybe it'll happen, and yeah, they're rolling the dice one way, and other people are rolling another way, but for Toyota, I don't think it was a bad call or anything. They had nothing to lose, really. Um, and and al- it almost
0: paid off in a big way. Yeah, I
1: mean, if he'd been able to hold on for a couple of more corners, it, that would have been you know a fourth place finish, fifth place would have been would have been great. But um, well, let's go to the start of the race or before the start of the oh, race. Oh man, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where
0: everyone was all set to go, people were getting in the cars, getting ready to go, and out of almost nowhere, yeah, two minutes before the cars were set to roll off, this cloud opens up and it just dumps on the track. It's wet. They delay the race ten minutes. And teams are allowed to switch tires, which I think everyone does. Everyone Everyone switches to intermediates. But then very quickly, not very quickly, within 10 or 15 laps, the track was more or less dry. And it stayed dry for most of the race. But then it it was was the end of the race where it started to rain just a little bit, and everyone but the Toyotas... Switched back to wet
1: Yeah, it was it was dry on most of the track, but really pretty wet for like start finished right away in a couple of corners at the beginning of the race. Yeah, at the beginning, exactly. So it was it was a big compromise in speed around most of the lap versus you know it, it as fast as you are on most of the lap doesn't matter if you spin off the track in turn one. So it was a big compromise. Everyone had to go with, and uh, you know it, it, everyone went intermediates for the beginning, and then cars sort of slowly started switching over to uh, to. Dry Dry tires, tires, yeah, yeah. as as it was obviously drying out, and then for most of the the mid part of the lap, uh, the mid part of the race, there wasn't a whole lot of passing. I mean, there were a couple of good moments, a couple of um, a couple of times, you know, Sebastian Bourdais getting run off track, and um, you know, and and I think in all this in all this melee and drama with uh, the top of the timesheets. Um, I do have one mention to the very bottom of the timesheets. Unfortunately, this was David Coulthard's final oh, race in f Oh, man, 246th start, I believe. And it ended in turn two. Not um, his fault. Not his fault, but victim of circumstances. And, you know, we make Which fun of him for being be Crash Coulthard. he seems to be quite good at. But, you know, you really hate to see it end this way. I mean, you had a special car. You know, his car's painted up all special for a, a charity uh, not, I don't. I don't know the details on that, but uh, it was a you know special paint job, and this whole deal. Was I believe his final it was race. for erectile dysfunction. Oh come on if now! I'm not oh mistaken. come on now! It was no a It far, wasn't a far nobler cause. Okay, than that. but, well, but that's uh, noble, Jim. That's noble for you, maybe old man. Oh, and and it just you know yeah. That was one time. Turn two, uh, was it Nico Rosberg got into him? Or yeah, something? Nico and Rosberg
0: got into him, and then
1: Kaz Nakajima it got pushed, into it pushed him, the, him in the way of Kaz Nakajima. Kaz and, had no yeah, way to it go. Yeah.
0: wasn't Kaz's fault. So it was actually Nico's fault, and uh, and it just just a shame for Coulthard. I mean, we do make fun of him, and and frankly, I mean, I think he deserved a lot of the criticism he got this year from us. But I mean, he's got 13 wins. He 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 did have, uh, in in several respects, a a very good career. Nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, definitely one of the better drivers that had been in the modern sport. So uh, it, it's it's a shame you know, to see him
1: go that way. But yeah. uh, this this marks the end of uh, of Coulthard's career in F1. He, he is going to
0: continue to do consulting and I believe some test driving for Red Bull. He is staying with the team.
1: Was he doing test driving? I thought it, he was just on commentary and, and you know TV yeah, well, work and that sort of thing. He's but got a,
0: a contract with British Television. Yeah,
1: and he's I. He's staying on the team as a
0: consultant. I'm pretty sure he's going to get continue to get in the car. Huh. Um so he's probably
1: looking at what Michael Schumacher's doing these days and getting of thing. What? exactly That's not
0: cool. not like a Friday test driver type of thing yeah, but yeah. you know like in the independent test session Hey David what what happens if this
1: car crashes go go
0: show up. Yeah exactly we and, need, uh, need a crash put test. Put it later. into the wall for us would you? <laughs> Could you? <laughs> in, in, in a way that we would never predict. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but um, anyway, back to the race. Okay. So I just want to mention that because uh yeah before I forgot,
0: yeah, and with, with all due I'm honestly, Coulthard was a great driver. He might have, I think he left the sport maybe a year or two late, but uh, I mean, honestly, truly remarkable driver, very accomplished in, in, in very many ways. So we we have to give credit and respect where credit and respect is due. Okay. So, uh, back, you know, in the middle of the part of the race, pretty uh, undramatic for the most part. I mean, Massa had control of this race from the beginning. He he claimed pole position in commanding way the day before,
1: and and Yarno truly of all of all people was, was in second, second place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which was just kind of a surprise and didn't turn out to be that light either. It no, just, um, I don't know quite what what it is about Brazil that worked for the Toyotas, but uh, for Yarno anyway, it worked well. Timo Glock was in Yeah,
0: I was going to say Timo Glock also qualified in the top ten, but but for for most of the race, Massa was in fact winning the race. But uh, uh you know, Hamilton was. In fourth or fifth spot, somewhere there, where he yeah. wasn't, th- he was his position wasn't threatened, and he was in enough place to get enough points to win the championship. Sort of, and they were it just, comfortable, yeah. And, and everyone was just cruising. Ferrari was hoping for something to happen, and McLaren was hoping that nothing would happen. Basically, was the way it went down. Um, but with just fourteen laps to go, the report came that there could be rain coming in ten minutes' time, and a uh, few five six laps after that. Drops. They started drizzling. They started getting drops. Uh, people started cycling in. Uh, Massa came in towards the end. Yeah, he there was, was one a big question because
1: we saw some of the some of the not backmarkers, but some of the you know second through sixth kind of spot people coming in, and uh, and it's sort of the big question was the big gamble was, is Masa going to come in or is he going go to sort of try to hold off his position? Because even if you're going slower, if you're still out there first and not having to take a pit stop, you know it's it's a big it's a risk. Um, but everyone looked at the radar screens and figured, okay, it's worth that risk, except for Toyota. And uh, and, right. and changed over to to wet weather tires, um, intermediates. They went to the intermediates. Yeah, okay. Again. The intermediates and uh, and came back out there and and for a while there. I mean with. You know some cars pitting on one lap, some cars pitting on the next next lap. We had no idea what was exactly going on. it was so i mean it was everything was shuffling around, and you know you don't know how many cars are going past while you're watching a car in the pit and where these guys are coming gonna come out because sometimes somebody comes in goes into the pits and they come out like thirteenth and sometimes they'll only lose one spot. I mean it just depends yeah. how everything is spaced yeah. out absolutely and uh, Unfortunately, we were not able to watch this race live as it happened uh, i was I was out of the country and just came back in uh, this afternoon and just in time, so I apologize for getting this report to you later but. Hey, we're still getting it out today, and um, so we didn't have all the lap times. It was a bit complicated for a while there, but when everything everybody shuffled back past start finish line, um, Lewis Hamilton was in he was in okay spot. He, he was, was in fifth. He was in fifth with Vettel behind him. With Vettel behind him, but with just three laps to go, it started getting wetter and. Vettel
0: was incredible. I mean, he, Vettel was fast all day. Vettel was racing Hamilton, uh I'm sorry. Vettel was racing Alonso for second place during the middle parts of the race.
1: Yeah, the STR and really And that was in the dry. really did a great job and and Vettel, I mean, well well played.
0: Vettel Vettel did fantastic job. I mean, he continues to put his mark in the sport. I, he he deserves a top ride. I'm not sure Red Bull is enough for this kid. Yeah. And I, I agree. And and Vettel just owned Hamilton, and that put Hamilton in sixth place, and yeah. there's nothing Hamilton could do about it.
1: And so, yeah, and, and there was some question, you know, oh, should Vettel go after Hamilton, or, you know, should Hamilton just let him buy, because, you know, Lewis, of course, is racing for the championship, that's all he can think about, especially after last year, if am sure after the race last year, when he lost by one point in the championship, he thought, if only I can get back here again, and then he's back here again. He's you know he's he's not going to screw it up this time. He's he going to do everything in the exact he possibly same place can. He was last year, and uh, and and Vettel, on the other hand, and I think good on him for doing so. Says, hey, I'm racing this guy. I'm not I'm not worried about his championship. That's you know if, if he wants to win it, he's got to be faster than me. And and he goes and you know races Hamilton, and, and I think and it obviously got past him. Um, so at that point, there's what, three laps to go. Um, Hamilton knows, okay, I've got to get past Vettel. Um, and he just cannot i mean he's, just cannot they're both pushing as hard as they can vettel's pulling away and it's from him. continuing
0: to get wetter and
1: wetter the the rain still coming down yeah, it's hard to down. see it doesn't
0: it doesn't downpour but it it just the rain's steady and it just the track gets a little more wet
1: yeah and and then you know when you get the spray from cars and everything else and there's some lap traffic in there it got pretty confusing so it's it's they're down to the last two laps the last, you know one lap to go felipe Massa's was going around on the final lap and uh Team tells him, "Hey, you've got to, You know, you've got to get around Vettel. He cannot do it." And, and at that point, Hamilton had pretty much given up and said, "You know what? I, I just did not do it." And they say, "Wait, no. You've got to pass Timo Glock because that, Timo was the only driver in front of Hamilton and, and Vettel and, um, who hadn't taken on wet weather tires." And as it continued to get wetter, um, they figured there's a chance he's just going to either slide off the track or just have to go so slow because he's on he's on dry tires, which are just really really hard to drive in the rain. And uh, once there started to be rivers across the track. Um, so Hamilton's driving around. It's the last lap. He still doesn't see doesn't see Glock, and, and finally it's just it, 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 two corners. Yeah, to go. turn ten. Um, he sees Glock just, you know, trying his hardest to keep the car on track, and just barely gets past him. Goes through the last corner and and wins and the world championship. It's just unbelievable. And yeah, it's one of those down to the wire things that I think we wouldn't you know you wouldn't believe a movie if it came out this way. And uh, and and there it was. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, and it, it you felt instantly bad for Massa. Cause what a
0: performance he put in yeah. in front of his countrymen in Brazil. I was gonna ask. Does, he had, does he had, this
1: change your your feelings about Massa? Your your impression no, of him? No, it, it, it doesn't. I, I he's he's
0: always been fantastic in Brazil, and he was fantastic today. But if if you look at the season throughout the whole, he he doesn't make championship decisions in my mind, and. You know, some of the things he had were just kind of bad luck, and some were his own decisions that he wouldn't have been in this position in this race had he had he done better. But, I, but that doesn't change. my. I mean, my heart totally goes out to him and his entire family. He had to have 50 people in the garages supporting him, family members and friends, and, and they were all cheering. They thought he had
1: done it. Yeah, it was that close where he came across the line, and with Lewis back there in sixth spot— they said, hey, Masa just won, Lewis is in sixth at this moment, we've won it. And, you know, whether just, you know, getting emotional about it, not, not realizing, hey, you know, Lewis hasn't crossed the line yet in sixth, so there's still, you know, he was half a lap back or whatever at that point, so... Yeah, they they were out there cheering and actually saw a McLaren guy come up, sort of tap one on the shoulder and say, Hey, excuse me guys, uh we actually won the uh drivers championship. Oh. And that I mean, just to see every, everyone's faces there and just it was it was it was dramatic. And then But then to see the McLaren garage erupt like it did. Yeah, I mean just and, and, unbelievable. It really is. And it's something you got I'm sure there's clips online, whatever. It it's it's just worth seeing, just worth watching. But after that, because Lewis was not on the podium, um, there you are. You have you have uh, Felipe Massa, Fernando Alonso, and Kimi Räikkönen.
0: Yeah, Fernando Alonso, second place again. Yeah. by the way. And geez, I mean the only reason we didn't mention it before is because of this World Championship. Obviously, that dwarfs it. But uh, Alonso was incredible again this weekend.
1: Yes, but I mean, I I guess the point of my question to you is more like. I mean, Masa had to stand up there having just been, like, heartbroken where he thinks he's won it. It's like this up and down, you know, this emotional oh, whatever. sure. And it's his home race. It's his home fans, all of his family. Everybody's there. He thinks he's got it. Then he's got to get the radio transmission. Oh, wait, no, actually, no, you don't have it. But you did win the race, so you got to come up to the podium and stand there and they play your anthem. And he's just, I mean, it's, he, he showed incredible grace, I think, just, you know, just, he was, as, as sporting as he possibly could be. And I, I, I completely agree. I, just, I, I mean, think he
0: congratulated he congratulated Lewis Hamilton uh, during the interview. He congratulated his team. He said, look, I have every reason to be happy. We did everything we could. The team did an amazing job, and that's, that's all true. Ferrari did everything they could today, and Massa owned this track. Like I said, he was pole position, fastest lap of the race. Win, won the race. There's nothing else he could have done. Kimi Raikkonen played a very strong, very powerful support role, and uh, and you know helped helped keep Hamilton and Kovalainen behind. Although keeping Kovalainen behind didn't prove to be that difficult. Yeah. And uh, you know Ferrari won the uh, constructors' championship pretty handedly at the end. I mean they did anything they could. I mean it was basically McLaren's championship to lose going into this, and they knew that yeah and so uh, yeah i I give masa tremendous respect for handling it the way he did. he had to handle it this way but but that doesn't make it any less difficult,
1: yeah so I just think you know as as a as a competitor you know just to to show grace and 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 be you know just. Have lose with dignity and all that you know and and, and, and and he's in a strong position you know to come back next year and, and do really well which is what was sort of what we saw with Hamilton last year when he just barely lost out but it's like man if he could take this energy into next oh, yeah.
0: year. and and But one thing Masa has always had always had is tremendous admiration for the fans and a willingness to show it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why he is so likable and why he is cheered for so uh, feverishly in Brazil, it's not just that he's Brazilian; it's that he's Brazilian and he loves to be Brazilian, and
1: being Brazilian is who he is. I mean, Rubens Barrichello is Brazilian, Nelson Piquet is Brazilian, but they don't get the kind of response as boss. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's that and it's Ferrari too, being like the top it, name in yeah, the sport, and sure, I mean, everybody's sure. into it, and he's he obviously just really feeds off that attention. So, yeah, as for for a Brazilian fan, it's it's got to be excitement and heartbreak and and everything and it's all amplified I guess because it's Felipe Massa like even you know when it was Raikkonen last year it was kind of because it was sort of an outside shot um, sort of surprising that Lewis you know lost it the way he did and then it was like oh it's Raikkonen and yeah he worked really hard and he he did well but it was all kind of a little more surprising and this is a little more I feel like more of a hard fought um, kind of uh, championship for Hamilton to come back from where he was, and and for uh, for Lewis or for Felipe's championship to fall apart like that. Sure. Um, and ultimately, he only lost by one point. You know. So. But what's weird about this season, if
0: you think about it, it really was a season of mistakes. You know, I mean, go back to Massa's uh, performance in Singapore. He had that race cleaned up, the night race. Yeah. When Ferrari made that awful mistake with their automatic. Uh, uh, a driver release lighting strategy that they use to replace the lollipop guy, or go back to uh, Canada when Lewis, you know, was was in for a solid podium at the least, if not a race win, and he punts, um, you know, Räikkönen, yeah, and uh, Kubica during the uh, during the uh, uh, pit lane being closed. I mean. Those kind of mistakes, and, and, so, and
1: some sort of freak engine failures as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely, from the Ferrari yeah, side, yeah, absolutely. Hungry, Massa
0: and Hungry with three laps to go. He had a, and so I mean, and and not to mention uh, which race was it? Was it uh Oh shoot! Where's which race did Massa spin six times in the it's West? Silverstone, right? And Silverstone, uh, just just calm down. Yeah. Uh, for, so, to quote my friend Brock Husby, just calm down <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, and I I have to bring this up too uh, to bring up my own my personal favorite Kimi Räikkönen. He had what four or five races in a row where he didn't score a single point. Yeah, he ends up losing the championship by twenty three points. Had he just been able to get his sh- head out of the sand, <laughs> you know, and and not have such results, I mean, he would have been right
1: there as well. Yeah, so it, it wasn't it, that long ago that a championship would be decided two three races from the end, you know, in Michael Schumacher era, even, even Michael Alonzo. Michael Schumacher
0: had the championship up with eight races to go one I mean, or two years. It was just shocking.
1: And, and, like, with, yeah, and then they changed the point scheme and the whole, and everything. But it's, like, even with Alonzo, but, it, but you know, in the last two years, um, it's been down to the wire, and in this case, this is about as down to the wire as it can possibly be. In re, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's to be, you know, in real life, unless it's, you know, a drag race to the finish line from out of the last quarter and whatever, nose to tail. But it, it's, I mean, absolutely incredible, and uh, I guess I don't know if that's a result of these rule changes of the of the you know trying to change the tires and the downforce and making the cars more competitive because we haven't necessarily seen any more passing or things like no, that. But oh it's like it's not, almost like well, I think the big equalizer. I don't know if if Hamilton well, I think is just one
0: thing. You have to say is that Schumacher's out of it. That was one big factor, yeah. and I think the second thing is. Um, Alonso, you know, Renault isn't a powerhouse that it once was. So, you had two teams that were remarkably close in McLaren and Ferrari. And it just it, it just brought great racing. I mean, last year there were three people in contention for the title with 3 races ago, and Kimi Raikkonen was the outside chance. Yeah. So, you know, it was really everyone thought a title battle between Alonso and Hamilton. And, uh, you know, this year between, you know, Hamilton and Massa it was, it was incredible. So we have two great years. Now, and here's the crazy thing is next year it could be completely flipped around. I mean, Toyota showed real good pace. BMW Sauber showing shown a lot of potential.
1: Earlier in the season, yeah, they kind of fell apart at the Absolutely. end there. But... Um,
0: we have Adrian Newey still working for Red Bull now with Sebastian Vettel and another year with them. That? Could prove quite competitive. Obviously,
1: Renault is coming back together Re- with with Renault Alonso and Alonzo. If
0: Alonzo decides to stay with Renault, and uh, and uh, you know, McLaren and Ferrari aren't going to go anywhere. But here's the thing: very different rules package next year. The yep. KERS system, the kinetic energy recovery system, going on next year, that could throw a spanner to keep our English friends happy in the whole works of some of these teams and, and change the pecking order. Some. So this really was. Reichen and Massa, Line and Hamilton. These two years were their best chances in my mind, um, you know, reliably so. So next year it it could be wide open.
1: Yeah, I, I personally I'm just really happy to see Hamilton make it work this time. You know, after after the heartbreak of last year, which was that was more decided at the beginning of the race. You know, uh, last year when we lost it, it wasn't it wasn't like down to the wire. But I'm just happy to see him. I, I think he he earned it. Um, he almost earned it last year, and it was so close. And to to make it work this year, you know, Kimi Räikkönen had his his chance and his 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 run as a champion for a year. And uh, you know, he he's fallen off, and and you know, for whatever reasons. And Hamilton is and just I certainly strong. hope
0: he's back next year. Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't be back in oh, you know in contention. I that's, think he will be. I,
0: there, he's not going anywhere. Yeah,
1: there's there's I mean, there's a lot going into next year that uh, certainly we can we can start looking at that a little bit later on. But you know, for for this year, just. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to get that, that it's Hamilton. Um, but, again, I have to say, with Hamilton, dude,
0: you didn't need this stress. Yeah. Had you th- chilled out in Japan, this would have been – you might have already had sealed the deal. Yeah. And Masler could have just won this race and said, well, championship was out, but let me at least win the race, and it could have been nice and friendly and happy. But, you know, you, you made it hard on yourself. You know, there is, this was definitely a championship of mistakes, if you ask me. Yeah, and so. we're,
1: we're going to be looking a little more closely, too, at some of the numbers and the specs and – uh the little details that we missed um, in previous race reports because obviously we can't catch everything for every race um, and if you guys have any any interesting trends that you notice or uh, little tidbits that uh, you know we, we haven't talked about in the past uh, send us an email feedback at f1 show com say hey guys what about this you know what about yeah. that and uh, keep us keep us on our toes because um, we do have hope to have a couple of episodes coming your way uh, between now and the beginning of next season oh absolutely uh, we'll have a
0: couple episodes before the end of the year I oh, imagine yeah.
1: And uh, to you know to sort of wrap up and, and you know take notice of a couple of things and uh, obviously as uh, news and everything comes out about next year, I mean Rubens Barrichello may or may not be done in Formula One. It yep. seems likely that he is, but it's, nothing's confirmed there yet, um, you know there may be some, uh, some possibility of some other changes. So, or we'll if you
0: happen to know of any cheap Brazilian food restaurants in the Livonia area,
1: oh that was kind of a, that we could be struck <laughs> out on that. We, whole, we, uh,
0: we've had this new tradition of eating uh, local food for whatever race. It is, and that that worked out. The great The Metro for
1: Detroit area is not brilliant for Brazilian food. Right,
0: uh, that worked out great for the Chinese Grand Prix and the Japanese Grand Prix. That's easy enough to do. Uh, Brazilian Grand Prix was a little more difficult. Um, we ended up eating pizza and sh- chicken shawarma.
1: You're trying to say, kind of split the difference. And you know? I, I personally dipped my pizza crust in hummus. So it was, it was an inter- international in in the spirit of Formula so One. So it was
0: more, if you if you take Italy, okay, you know and what? the <laughs> Middle East, I think. I think, isn't Brazil in between those two places? It's like taking the in, mean, right? In, in spirit. In spirit.
1: Somehow that makes sense. If,
0: if you flip it so it's the southern hemisphere. Or it doesn't. In the middle. Okay. Brazil. Okay. Thank, I think. Thank you. Anyway, hey, I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to go down the driver standings and to just have our quick little comments on the drivers and also let everyone know where, at the end of the day, people ended up finishing. Okay. Are you cool with that? Okay. All right. Uh, I will start. Lewis Hamilton winning. I think we've... we've We've covered that. Felipe Massa finishing second uh, with one point behind, 98 points for Hamilton, 97 for Massa. Third place, Kimi Kimi, Räikkönen, 75 points.
1: Pretty far back from Massa. And I think in in on-track battles um, in general, done done a very good job to help out Massa.
0: But fairly lackluster otherwise. Especially
1: the last, like, half, last third of the season, um... A lot of, well, like you say, a lot of missed opportunities, several yeah. non-point scoring it races. It just seemed like
0: he was in consolidation mode. Yeah. like, I just want to get through this. A little and bit strange. Fact, I read a report where he was saying he just can't wait for the season to end and get a little R&R.
1: Which, hopefully, now he's uh, kicking back. He's probably He probably found some Brazilian food. Yeah, he's
0: you? probably already in some yacht in the Caribbean, <laughs> yeah, sipping man. on something already.
1: And, uh, okay, Robert Kubica, fourth for, fourth uh, place. for BMW it's Sauber.
0: Same points. He also had 75 points in the end, but I think... Raikkonen has an extra win under his belt, isn't that it? Because Kubica got the one.
1: Just the one in Canada, I think Raikkonen had a couple.
0: So, yeah, Raikkonen won twice uh, earlier in the season, so... Uh, that gave him the nod. And then uh, fifth place... Fernando
1: Alonso. How
0: about that? Pipping, that
1: is... uh, Yeah, knocking off uh, Nick Heidfeld for, for sixth spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for fifth. Uh, Nick ended up sixth.
0: That Renault car doesn't deserve that result. I mean, Alonso did incredible this season.
1: He did, and I don't know if it was the result of his work, because it obviously takes a while to do the testing and the development, and get all the parts proven out, and, and Formula 1 is probably as fast at getting these developments to the track as anyone, but still, for everything to come together and everything to work. So do you think that's a result of... Fernando Alonso coming back at the beginning of the season and then just working really hard and developing the car and working things out. And then near the end, it starts to pick up because I mean with, with two race wins and then two podiums right after that, it's, I don't know if you can really say that the, that he's, you know, that, that it's all driver and nothing with the car. I mean, obviously the car has got to be there to, to, to support him. And, uh, I feel like they've just made that package really come together. So oh,
0: I, I agree absolutely, but I think uh, I, I'm sure you'll agree that Alonso played a huge part in that. Yes, and I, as a driver, even, and is developing I he, even throughout the season. I yeah. mean, Alonso had fourth place qualifying; he was finishing in the top ten. I mean, he I, he was giving that car hope. I mean, he was giving Carlos Gosan a reason to continue funding the F1 project. <laughs> I mean, it, he did an incredible job. So. I, I Absolutely stunning. I I didn't understand his comments towards the end of the season, to just continue to have that contempt for McLaren. I don't
1: understand that. But uh, yeah, not he, not quite as sporting as as Massa. No, I guess. but you, you, his driving talent is is phenomenal. Yeah, you can't you can't take that away. So like we mentioned, uh, Nick Heidfeld in sixth spot for BMW with, with
0: sixty points, one point behind uh, Alonso. He 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 had a very up and down season. He's been confirmed for next year.
1: Yeah, both, both BMW drivers, Robert, Robert Kubica and uh, Heidfeld, back for next year. And
0: he had moments where he was very, very good, and then moments where he was pitiful.
1: I yeah, think. a couple times, not not making it out of Q3. I think once not out of even Q1. I mean, yeah, there's, and there's I, some issues there. I
0: have to say, one of the things I liked about him in 07 was his consistency, which is why I thought Heidfeld was more likely to get BMW Sauber's first win over Kubica. But his the, his one strength went away this year, and that's a shame. I think he's got to get it back.
1: Yeah, for a while there, he had, like, how many, you know, I don't know, 10 consecutive points finishes or something. Oh, yeah. or, you know, something lot something even Always gotten in Q3,
0: all these different things, and that just kind of went away. Yeah. So, seventh place, Heike Kovalainen, the second McLaren, with 53 points. Yeah. So that's pretty bad.
1: If you look at the McLarens and the Ferraris, it's one, two, and three, and then back in seventh, which... I think really just demonstrates Hickey did not do a good job. No, supporting Lewis Hamilton, and for example, today in Brazil, where his job was basically to hold Fernando Alonso back as much as possible, or Räikkönen, yeah, to keep him being uh, you know keep sort of Raikkonen a threat, busy, um, and that that didn't happen. You not, know, he even just not even close. Alonso got by him, and he's
0: lost every single on-track battle that I can think of. You know, just about anyway. Yeah, and uh, everything this comes year, to and also. His The one win he got this year, I think, I mean, that was luck. He was just kind of in the right place at the right time. And Kovalainen was in a McLaren with all the other top drivers, nowhere to be found at Monza. And Vettel owned him. Kovalainen had nothing for Vettel. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think he did so-so at best. And uh, early this year, we kind of said that, oh, compared Hamilton to Kovalainen, Kovalainen's pretty good. I, I take that back now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, that... The season has borne out uh, the reality here. Yeah,
0: well, and sure enough, in eighth place, Sebastian Vettel, Vettel yep.
1: 35 points. So it, it, it is a, a jump back, but that's from the McLaren to the Scuderia Toro Rosso. I mean, for them the to car, be next to each other in the, in the standings is, is kind of amazing in the itself. The car with
0: Minardi roots. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> just just stunning. Yeah. And, look. you know, I, I, think, I think Vettel deserves tons of credit, I think, just about – Every team principal in the paddock knows that Vettel is one of the top drivers in the field. Yeah. And he's 20. Uh, incredible. So yeah. that brings us to ninth place, Jarno Trulli. Yep. 31 points.
1: And uh, and right behind him, his teammate Timo Glock. So Toyota is statistically, I guess, you know, ninth and tenth are exactly mid-pack as far as 20 drivers. Yeah.
0: And I, I think Glock started to get more comfortable and start started to... Uh, Earn his money a little bit better in the second half of the season. He had a very rocky start to the season. Yeah. I thought. uh, Literally in uh, Australia. Absolutely. Thought he had a very rocky. Truly continues to get good performances for the car. Probably good in developing the car. I I, I don't know. I I, I have a hard time with Truly because he qualified second today. He did a great job, and he raced well at the beginning. But it still seems like throughout the whole race pace, they still seem to fade away by the end of the race.
1: Yeah, and. I don't know what it is. I mean, I sort. Of, when I when I read that they're keeping their test their same drivers for next year, because I, I still kind of have a, a soft spot for Toyota, as being when I sort of first got into Formula One. You know, my car at the time, and a couple of cars I've had since have been Toyotas, I've sort of just been excited about, you know, them coming to the sport with a different approach, not being a European manufacturer, um, but having you know instead of a single. Um, you know, head guy, a, a single Ross Braun or or, or Flavio Briatore, but sort of having a team and sort of a more efficiency kind of engineered approach rather than quite the passion. Sort of, you know, it'd be cool to see that work and and come out a different way. And I, and I liked it. They came from zero and built their own chassis, built their own engine, built their own transmission. You know, sort of. Was Although
0: it's a it's a Williams transmission. Since then, now. they've changed
1: these things. Yeah, but I sort of you know I still kind of still kind of like them. And, and but, um, it's like I just team or. And Timo Glock, I you know could certainly continue to get better, and he's had some some good moments. But Yarno truly, I, I don't know if he's just not hungry enough for quite what it is. Um, yeah. he's like he's good, but not great, and I just can't see him really take doing what it takes to win. I mean, yeah. really having the sort of stamina through a whole like a long you know on track battle of passing back and forth and really you know solid nerves. I don't I don't know what exactly it is, but I don't feel like he quite has it.
0: Yeah, I would I would sum him up by saying I think he's got excellent driving ability, excellent car control and just you know excellent natural talent but not the level of aggression of aggression and the level of stamina required. Yeah, I think those as, if you were to try to narrow it down a little bit, I, those are the two things I think that he lacks.
1: But as far as even car control, I mean you just see some of these moments and I remember even seeing this in Fernando he, Alonso he, he
0: if this were a pro drift event he would have scored a perfect score with oh, that today, one slide yeah. you had earlier in I the mean, race
1: I mean he's got these moments but I mean he, like Fernando Alonso and, and in the I, past it just been like magic like over over curbs and in the air and all these about, things and I don't feel like what about
0: truly a few years back at Monaco when he raced in the
1: Renault he was he was Phenomenal, he was, and and I don't know what it is, but he's like in this. He's making more money now at Toyota. He's got his little family going. He's got his you know his <laughs> he's nice house. His has he's got going. his super cool you know his Panasonic sponsored electronics and everything. And he's kind of like you know oh, he's I, probably got a pretty killer sound. Yeah, you know in his he's house, got he's got like it? the the you know one hundred and sixty inch flat panel in his house and whatever. He's probably like you know what I'm good. I'm just gonna drive Sunday drive whatever. It's cool. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, moving on. Um, number 11 Mark Weber Mark Weber 21 in the points red Bull
0: good guy good car he he just he kind of never was able to break in i think he's that's story too, of his life right there huh? yeah he, i think he's too old to really get into a top team but he he's very good he's very quick I, I i think he in terms of his driving ability i think he's pretty consistent and i i think he deserves to be in a good team. Uh, I think Weber and I think Weber's gonna keep Vettel on us next year. So it'll be interesting to see.
1: Huh. I wonder if, if Vettel sort of youthfulness and, and everything, I because mean, he's thinking about it, he's replacing David Coulthard, the second oldest guy, you know, in the field ever. Or, or, oh, yeah, right. In the field. Yeah, ever. Um and uh you know, if if his sort of enthusiasm and, and his lap times if, if they'll sort of push each other and I hope they will, although I kinda hope the same thing when uh Alonzo went to McLaren with Hamilton. Well they
0: did push each other. They did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, we all know how that
0: turned out. Nelson Piquet in 12th, 19 points. I still don't have much
1: positive to say about this guy. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm not positive he's going to be in the seat next year. I don't yeah, know I if don't,
1: he's I don't, earned it. I don't know if that's if that's been confirmed or not or, or what. I don't maybe, know. maybe it's going to be Bruno Senna in that seat next year. Ooh, that'd be something, wouldn't that be something? It would be something. So that I just said there'd be something there. That'd be something. It'd be something. And then, oh, and disappointing result. Thirteenth, Nico Rosberg in the Williams Toyota, seventeen I, points. Again, just some inconsistency. It showed and so I, much promise early see, in his career. But see,
0: the difference is, Nico Rosberg's inconsistency might be in the car. I think he's quite. I think he's quite good as a driver. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, it,
1: it's tough. I, yeah, I haven't, haven't seen any really many, many really poor choices on his part. That have been like, wow, that was really Nico. I mean, I, there's been some some unreliability with the car, and yeah, that's that that one was a little bit questionable. But uh, either way, it's you know he's only got 17 points. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot to speak of there. 14th. Rubens Barrichello. Rubens and the Honda. 11 points. And Honda have a, they uh they just no no denying it. They said you know what we're glad to see the, we're glad the season's over. Yep. Like, let's let's get out of here and go. Terrible home season. Uh, I'm, and... I I hope
0: I, I hope that Ross Braun can some, make some things happen because that 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 was pathetic this year. And Jensen Button, he's going to have to retire not too long from now. And I'd like to see Jensen Button win a couple more races. He's a nice guy. Good good bloke.
1: then. good bloke. That guy. And if I'm a Toyota guy from way back, then you're a Honda guy from way back. So you yeah, know, it, totally, it all kind of totally.
0: works. I, my history is Honda. I guess I I own three Hondas now. Yeah. A total of <laughs>
1: Well, let's not get into it, but. How many cylinders and yeah, wheels five, and else? 11 yeah. cylinders.
0: I own 11 Honda cylinders.
1: Oh, the lawnmower? You counted your lawnmower, actually. <laughs> right? Oh, goodness.
0: It's nice. It starts first pull every time. <laughs> wow, nerd. Dude, okay. It's a good lawnmower.
1: Number 15, Kazu Nakajima in, in the other Williams Toyota. Only nine eh. points. I mean, he's
0: just an eh driver. I, yeah. He has a couple of good moments, a couple of crummy moments. He's not dangerous, but he's, you know, he's a. Uh, he knew, he's he's not a an E day level of bad, but <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to, about Yuji E day. Oh E-day. man, E day
1: for E day. <laughs> uh, he was always good fodder for something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, Yuji E day, man. Oh boy, but uh, you know, it, yeah, Kazuya nakajima I don't know if again if it's some some car and some driver and, and whatever, but uh, that that never quite came together. Um,
0: but he scored nine points this season. That's more than we can but, say
1: for David Coulthard. That's true.
0: 16, eight points for David Coulthard. Never going to score another point in his life. Uh, again, his race today was truly a shame. I, I think he should have left a year ago. But I, I, you know, congrats to him on a career thirteen wins. You know, second 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 place in the championship twice, I believe. Uh, sounds like he really well, should have won it. Always back a bridesmaid, never
1: a bride, so to speak. Yeah.
0: So you know, and I found out today. Jim and I found out today. Apparently, he survived a really horrific. Uh, private jet, you know, a like plane uh, crash, plane yeah, crash. which so, was a little
1: bit before my time in Formula well, how about One. So mine too. I didn't to honest, know that. So and and okay, seventeenth Sebastian Bourdais and the other Scuderia Toro Rosso. Again, he
0: he started to show some real potential. Uh, you know, Vettel really stood out as as an amazing talent. But I think Bourdais proved that he deserves a place yeah, in, the F1, four, four in, the, in the F One. Yeah, but four points to thirty
1: five.
0: Yeah, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, that's. But that doesn't tell the story. I mean, consider Monza. You know, Vettel was on pole, but Bordet qualified. I think it was fourth or fifth, and then his car wouldn't start on the grid, and he had to start from the he had to start from the uh, from the pits. I mean, yeah. Bordet had that kind of luck, and it did take Bordet more time to get comfortable in the Maybe car. Maybe Bordet's
1: the next Mark Webber.
0: Yeah, Bordet didn't have. Bordet didn't have the testing time and the development time that Vettel had. I mean, Vettel was a test driver for BMW Sauber before he got the seat in the Red Bull, and he had a race start. Yeah, and year. one race. Jump. You know, so Bourdais really, you know, he didn't have as much time to get used to it. So I know that's a little bit of an excuse, and Bourdais was also in the U.S. racing scene for a while, which is a bit different. I think he took some time to acclimate. But either way, I hope that next year is a better year. Uh, Jensen Button, same thing, 18th with three points, Um He's a better driver than the points show. Yeah. I, I'm honestly surprised. I didn't realize this before. I, I thought Button would have outscored Barrichello, but
1: no, three points, man. And he's, and then, yeah, he's, he's the last guy to score points. Then young uh, Fisichella in nineteenth, Sutil in twentieth, and uh, and then and then the yeah uh, the Super Aguri drivers are still listed on the uh, yeah. Formula One website.
0: Uh, uh, I mid season I started to think Sutil had some potential, but I don't know. I mean, it's it that's hard to say. I mean. I think yeah is the every car? once in a while they'll,
1: they'll be up there like sort of during a pit rotation or whatever and you think oh maybe they can do this in a one stopper or this you know something something crazy can happen and in, in, in the uh I'm going to say the spiker <laughs> the force india team can can come out with but you know they end of the point and actually um, Fisichella was running 7th for a while today in Brazil yeah. um but after the pits you know rotation and everything you know, he's he's out of the points so um yeah a pointless season for them uh which which is too bad but uh, so it goes and, uh, of course, Super Aguri only competing in, like, three races this year. Um, no points for either of those guys. Yeah, I don't think
0: Fisichella is going to go anywhere. I think Force India is the best he can hope for the, for the rest of his Formula 1 career. But, again, uh, since we're kind of in this uh, forgiving mood today, I, you know, Fisichella had, has had great some performances. He's had some good wins, but I think he's, you know, on the waning side of his career. Uh, Sutil, I think this was really his year to show some performance. Uh, I think at this point the best thing he could do is something similar to what Massa did, which is take a test driving role with a better team if he can find
1: it and try to move up that way. Yeah, let's be uh, honest. He's no Marcus Finkelhawk. I mean. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, let's just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think that's right. And uh, maybe, perhaps, what uh, Sutil should do is get a performance box because the F1 show is supported by the performance box. A GPS, you see I've ready this time. Yeah, that's great. Lap timer, performance meter, and data log are perfect for any car not to use at track days, autocross or to simply see what your car can do. Shipping worldwide, that includes you, Australia.
1: No, it doesn't, from, actually. Oh. We don't not Australia. You said worldwide. It was, but we don't do Australia.
0: Shipping almost worldwide from V-Box USA. For more info and the online store, go to performancedrift.com. And if you're from Australia, send complaints to V-Box USA. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a dealer in Australia. You can get them oh, Okay, it's, go it's, to it's, V-Box, it's, V-box you, can, you can buy them, it's, it's not called. from us. That's fine. But still give us money.
1: And Oh, yeah. That'll be great. Um, and, and uh, as always, I want to mention to uh, visit the F1 Show website, f1show.com. Yep. You can find a link to the Facebook page there. You can click through and leave us a Skype voicemail, which actually I don't think is Jim, working anymore. predictions for Australia. Um, <laughs> Felipe Massa
0: wins. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Coulthard. Uh, I think Coulthard
1: is going to pull it out. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm, he's I'm, I'm he's more due. On Bear, hey, Bear, he's Bear, due. he's due. I mean, let's be honest. Okay. All right. Um, and a quick rundown of the uh, team standing system. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay, Ferrari won it, as we mentioned, the constructor well, championship. Yeah, and that that is very important as far as you know Ferrari being you know they the can be considered world champions. You know they they are. They won the constructors championship, and that that speaks, I think, more to Heikki Kovalainen's lack of performance as much compared as anything, compared yeah, to I agree. you know they had two solid drivers and with the Ferraris right. compared to really one and, one and considering
0: and a half. again, I, I I'm going to bring this up one more time. Considering Räikkönen's drought,
1: yeah, and
0: that Ferrari still got that win. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah um, McLaren second with. Uh, the, so Ferrari had 172 points McLaren with 151 BMW Sauber Best of the rest And uh, at 135 points Not a top team yet No um, And then Renault Who you know Came back late in the season But with 80 points And I mean again 61 of those are Alonzo's Yeah uh, And uh, then right behind them In 5th spot is Toyota Again right in the middle 56 points Dead right spot in the middle Yeah right in the middle They're, they're a solid mid-pack uh, right behind them, uh, Scuderia, Toro, Scuderia Toro Rosso. Ahead of Red Bull. Yeah, by 10 team. points, by by one win. Yeah. Um, so, STR's got uh, 39 points. Red Bull Renault with 29 points.
0: Williams Toyota in eighth. Not what they were looking for. That car, I don't know. They need to get some real money behind them.
1: Yeah, and the absolute backmarkers, Honda and Force India. Honda with 14 points, Force India with a big zero. Yeah, that that's terrible. So uh, we all know how that goes. Hopefully, uh, I do want to see Honda do well. I think, oh and, and God, Toyota I desperately Honda... want to see Honda do well. I still, I still have
0: my eye on that S two thousand for next year. Oh, that yeah, doesn't man. change. I still have respect for Honda as a company, as a team, and I, I really like Jensen Button. I really like Ross Bond, Braun, and I really like my lawnmower. So, I, <laughs> I, that's true. It's, I mean, it is true. But uh, you know uh, what? An incredible, incredible season and uh I, I would like to take this moment to say thank you to every single fan that listened to us thank you again to colin for your predictions you were very close to being right this time uh and and thanks to everybody for the support and the compliments uh we, we we really do enjoy the show and we enjoy it because you guys enjoy it and that means the world to us and uh thank
1: you also nick um for posting some uh, your comments on the uh, on the blog there and peter and colin again um so, yeah, and, and everyone else, as soon as it's posted online, I guess if you're hearing us it's been posted. It's been posted. Wow, it's the future again. It is. Uh, time travel, man. It always weirds me out. <laughs> and uh, Absent-minded
0: professor, Jim Lau. Exactly.
1: Uh, leave us comments on the Facebook page, right on uh, F1show.com. Send us emails, whatever. We love yeah, hearing from you guys, and thank you for listening all season. You're and, absolutely uh, going to be
0: hearing more from us. We, we we definitely plan on talking to everybody during the off season. We look forward to talking about gossip, 2009, driver's lineup, uh, you know, and
1: we're working on getting some inside information even from yeah, uh, some who is wearing sourcing. what at the Grammys, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know about uh, that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> absolutely. So if you haven't subscribed to our feed, if you download our, our shows one by one, absolutely hit subscribe. You can do it on iTunes. You can go right on our website. Tell your friends. And uh, and it, when there's when there's not actual races on, we will still bring out some, uh, some shows for you. And uh, until – I don't know when and, exactly. And give, us,
0: give us some feedback. What do you and don't you like about the show? I, I'm I'm desperate to hear more. About you know if there's any specific aspects, if you'd like to see something added to the show, if you'd like to see something taken out, you know let let us know if you'd like us to talk about performance boxes more, maybe yeah, I mean we could we could add sound effects
1: to make us sound like robots that would be true that would we be, could do that. We have the technology <laughs> all right on that note, <laughs> it's time to end this. Thank you guys again for uh, listening for the whole season and uh, until we come out with you with some post season updates. I'm Jim Lau and I'm Robin Warner. Thank you for listening, and see ya.